Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you're listening to episode 68 of In the Middle of It, the podcast where parents and teachers can find ideas, strategies, and resources for connecting with teens. Well, hey there, my name is Amy. I'm also known as the Ish Girl, and I am so excited that you're with me today. Now, in the past, I have talked a lot about books. And if you've been with me before, you know that books are one of my biggest passions. And I've talked a lot about how parents can connect with their teens using young adult books. But today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I am hoping that many of you who are listening, who have me in your earbuds right now, that you are teachers and specifically middle school teachers, because today I really want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about how you connect with your students. I'm curious about what strategies you use to get to know them as individuals and figure out who they are and see where they're struggling or shining, and not just with your curriculum, but in life in general. Because it is so important for your students to feel seen and heard and known. And there are a lot of ways that we can do that. But I still maintain, as a former middle school teacher myself, and as an avid reader, that books are one of the best ways to connect with your students. And I'm not just talking about in humanities classes like English and social studies. I maintain that this works across the curriculum. Now, when I say young adult fiction, I'm not talking about the same, dare I say, tired list of classroom novels. I'm talking about the new cutting edge YA fiction that is out there right now and specifically books that have been published maybe within the past three to five years, if not even more recently. When you read current YA fiction, it tells your students several things. It tells them, hey, I'm paying attention to who you are and I find value in the things that you like. I'm interested in knowing more about you. I can relate what's going on in this book. Therefore, I can relate to you. I respect your opinion and I'm willing to spend time on the things that you like. So here's what I mean by all of those. When you incorporate reading young adult fiction, current young adult fiction into your classroom. You can do it in a lot of ways, but one of the best ways and the most fun, I think, is to invite recommendations by your students. Now, of course, you're going to need to give them any parameters that you might have from your school district or maybe even have them connect it to the curriculum in some way. Maybe there's a a form or format that you can have them make those recommendations. But when you invite them to help make those choices, You are telling them all those things, that you respect their opinions, that you're willing to spend time on the things that they like, and all the other things that I mentioned just a second ago. But I do understand that it can be really daunting to try to incorporate young adult fiction books into your classroom because, hello, I know that teachers are some of the busiest people that I know. And sometimes it can be hard enough just to get to all the things that you're supposed to check off your list before that big state test at the end of the year. But if you can find the right books and connect them to your curriculum, I think it can be a win-win for everyone. And it's worth the little bit of extra time and effort that it will take 
to manage the whole thing. So I wanted to share with you some ways that you might want to incorporate books into your classroom. Hopefully this will make things a little bit easier for you if that's something that you commit to doing. So first of all, the easiest thing to do, I think, is to just have students choose books to read individually and have them tie it to something that's going on in your classroom. So that way you're putting all of the impetus on your students to find those books that relate. Um, you can also use books within your classroom management system um, in a way where maybe they can earn reading time, whether for a Friday or for the end of class. This is something that I used to do with my students where for every 30 seconds that they saved me, I added it to, um, I would give them, I think I started with like 15 minutes of time at the end of the week where they could do activities that were like games and fun things that were all curriculum related and then they can earn more time throughout the week whether it was everyone being in their seat on time or everyone staying on task for a certain amount of time or, or whatever it was they could earn time and so you could use books in that way so that you've chosen a book to read to the class that re relates to your curriculum and when they earn time, you use that time to read aloud. You could also invite your school librarian into your classroom to do a book talk, whether it's sharing about the five to 10 newest best YA books out there right now, or maybe five to 10 books that relate to your curriculum. What I have found is that the librarians in schools are amazing resources, and often I feel like they're underutilized. And I know most of the ones that I know, if not all of the ones that I know, are more than happy to talk books with your students and to talk books with you too and give you suggestions. They can be a really great resource that way too. Okay, another way that you might incorporate books into your classroom in a little less formal way is to have students recommend a book for you to read personally, and then you read it on your time, and then you talk to them about it, whether it's between classes or during tutorial time or lunchtime or homeroom or advisory period, sometime outside of your instructional time, just as a way to have a conversation and connect in that way. Now, a really powerful way to use young adult fiction books is, especially if you're on a team or even if you can just pair with one or two other teachers in a different discipline than you're in is to read a book across the curriculum and do an interdisciplinary project. When I taught school, I worked, I, I think I've shared this with you guys before, I worked with a science teacher, a math teacher, and an English teacher. I was the social studies teacher. And we would do projects where the theme would be carried through all of our classes. And a lot of times a, a specific book would be used that tied to all four of our subject areas that we could talk about. So the kids were getting information about it and being able to look at these different books in different ways across our curriculums, which was super powerful. Now, I would also add to this that if you are looking to deepen your discussions about things in your classrooms, whether it's talking about social media or friendships or family relationships or relationships in general or um, the issue of addiction or eating disorders or, or whatever it is if you're wanting to tackle those really hard subjects books are a fantastic way of doing that while keeping it impersonal so you're talking about characters and 
the action and the plot within a novel, you're not talking about specific students and their experiences. It makes it easier to share your thoughts and opinions and ideas on those things when you are talking about a neutral character versus something personal. Now, for those of you, I'm just going to say this really quickly, who are are thinking, oh my gosh, there's no way that I have the time to like think about a book, look at books or, or whatever it is. I hear you. I totally get the overwhelm. So I'm just going to to plug this really quickly. If you're not up for reading any of the new YA greats, you can catch some of them as movies. In fact, I think that's a trend that's really picked up, especially on streaming services. So for instance, right now, there are several shows that are based on either graphic novels or young adult novels and things like To All the Boys I've Loved Before, The Shadow Hunters. I think that's been canceled, but I'm, I'm fairly sure you can stream it somewhere. All the Bright Places is a newer one. Um, as I'm doing this podcast, I believe that it's coming out this week. There is a show on Netflix called Lock and Key that's based on a really popular graphic novel series, um, as well as one called The Umbrella Academy. So there are all kinds of shows out there that started off as beloved young adult novels, even beyond The Hunger Games and Twilight and, and you know, all of those that are probably a little bit dated for the kids that you're teaching in middle school right now, but but more and more books are becoming movies and, and TV shows. So you can definitely check those out. Now, as I said before, young adult books are a great way to connect the outside world and your students to your own curriculum. And you might be thinking, how could I possibly find current YA novels that fit my subject area, especially my friends who are maybe math teachers or science teachers? Well, I have to say I'm a step ahead of you there because truthfully, I worried about that a little bit too as I was prepping for this podcast. So here's what I did. I went through some of my favorite book lists to see what I could find. And I'm about to share with you what I came up with. And don't worry, I'm going to share the links to those lists where I found all these books. I'm gonna share those with you in my show notes. But what I wanted to prove to you is that as you go through and you read these little blurbs about the books, you can very easily make connections with your own curriculum, maybe in a little more generalized way, but definitely relating to where say calculus shows up in a young adult novel and how it can relate in your classroom and all the things. So what I'm gonna do right now is I just, went through and I pulled one to two books for the, all the different subject areas where I thought you might be able to use these books to connect with your students in your classroom. So I'm starting out with science and I have found two books just right off the bat. The first one is a book called Stronger, Faster, and More Beautiful. It's by Arwen Ellis Dayton. And the, this is six short stories that are connected by a world where the possibilities of body and genetic modification become darker and more advanced with each tale. Now, I just want to say really quickly, these are not my synopses at all. Like I just, um, I pulled from Amazon and from the actual list that I used. So just know that most of these I have not read because most of them are fairly new. And so these, these again, are your cutting edge newest YA books. Some of them are from maybe as far back as 
2017, but most are more current than that. So, so just know that I'm just reading you the synopses that I found. And within them, you can understand why I would connect them to that subject area. So for instance, the stronger, faster, and more beautiful genetic modifications are becoming darker and more advanced. So that means that science is advancing and it's impacting society in a particular way. So you can certainly find ways to connect that to your science curriculum. Okay, the next book for science is A Conspiracy of Stars by Olivia A. Cole. Octavia dreams of the day she joins her parents as a white coat, an elite Interra scientist who studies the wondrous natural world of their adopted planet, Faloive. However, her surprising early internship in the secret labs reveals some scientists' experiments have sinister motives threatening their tenuous peace with the Faoli. Okay, so you can see how that would relate to science very clearly, right? So it's futuristic, it's probably a sci-fi fantasy kind of thing, but you can definitely relate it to all kinds of science things like science ethics or to the natural world and preserving the environment, all kinds of things. Okay, so now we're gonna dive into math. The first book that I have is one that's a little bit older, but it's a series. And I want to say that the last book in the series was published, I think, maybe back in November, December of last year. So the book is called Scythe by Neil Schusterman. And this is what it's about. In a perfect world with no hunger, no disease, no war, and no death, scythes are the only ones who can end life. And they are commanded to do so in order to keep the size of the population under control. Sita and Rowan are chosen to apprentice to a scythe, a role that neither wants. These teens must master the art of taking life, knowing that the consequence of failure could mean losing their own. Okay, so clearly you can use that just as a numbers game, right? Where you're looking at population growth and overpopulation and what it would look like if no one died, right? There's all kinds of things you can do with numbers there. Okay, and the next book for math is Call It What You Want by Bridget Kimmerer. Rob and Megan connect romantically after peeling back the layers of hurt they and their families have experienced. Rob's dad embezzled money and is now incapacitated after a failed suicide attempt, while Megan's label as a cheater leaves her ostracized. Paired on a calculus project, they bond through shared struggles. Okay, so right there, they're working on a calculus project together, but there's also all kinds of math in there, whether it's being able to do books well so that you can tell if somebody is embezzling or what it means in the classroom if you are cheating on something. So there are a lot of tie-ins there that you could use in your classroom. Okay, I was a social studies teacher, so believe me, it was very hard for me to narrow this next part down to just two books. So for my social studies teachers out there, here are a couple of the recent books that you might want to incorporate into your classroom. First, there's Internment by Samira Ahmed. In America's not-so-distant future, Muslim citizens are forced into internment camps, including 17-year-old Layla and her parents. Once there, Layla, with the help of fellow internees and an unlikely alliance with a guard, leads a resistance movement inside the camp. So as a social studies teacher, you could compare this book to the internment camps from World War II or concentration camps. You could talk about when people resist and why people rebel. Like there's all kinds of ways that you could connect that to your curriculum. 
And the next book is The House of 1000 Eyes by Michelle Barker. When Lena's subversive uncle disappears without a trace in communist East Berlin, she risks everything to find out what happened to him in this immersive historical mystery. Rife with well-crafted suspense and chilling period details, this thrilling story will appeal to fans of dystopias and historical fiction alike. Now, I don't know about you guys who are teaching U.S. history, but the friends that I have in the teaching world who teach U.S. history, a lot of times the last 50 years or so of our American history gets the short end of the stick because you just don't have enough time to teach all of the other things that, you know, it's the last at the end of the year and you're hurrying to prep for tests and, and, and things like that. So this book might be a really great alternative and a really great way to to bring in the, the more recent history of the U.S. into your classroom. Okay, for English, I only chose one book because pretty much all of these books could be used in your classroom, right? You have the the luxury and the challenge, I would say as well, of of being able to use almost any book to read in your classroom within the parameters, of course, of your scope and sweet sequence and all, all that kind of good stuff, district policies and all the things. So I certainly don't want to imply that your job is easy, just you have a plethora of books to choose from. So anyhow, having said that, the book that I chose to put on the list for you is one called We Set the Dark on Fire by Taylor K. Mejia. After Danny's graduation from the Medeo School for Girls, where she trained to become a politician's wife, a stranger opens her eyes to the privilege, oppressiveness, and excess of the ruling class, and she must decide whether to live forever in a gilded cage or take a stand. Now, I would say that's an excellent book to all study all kinds of social issues and also personal choices and self-realization and identity and all kinds of things that you might touch on in your curriculum area as an English teacher. Now, I certainly didn't want to leave out any of my elective teacher friends, so here are a few books for you guys too. If you're a foreign language teacher, a book like Almost American Girl by Robin Ha might be something that works really well in your classroom. This is a story about Chuna Ha, who was born in Korea to a single mother, She's 14, and she's suddenly wrenched from her happy existence in Seoul, Korea. Her mother has decided without any warning to uproot both their lives and start over in America. They land in Huntsville, Alabama, where Chuna finds she has a new stepfamily, a new school, and absolutely no friends. She picks a new name for herself and struggles to fit in. Her command of the English language is poor, she's bullied at school, and her stepfamily is not too happy to have her. Then one day, Robin's mother enrolls her in a local comic drawing class, which opens the window to a future Robin could never have imagined. Now, this one is actually a graphic novel, and I think it would be super interesting to talk about in a foreign language class what it would be like to be dropped into a country where you don't know the language and to have to learn to survive and learn in a different school under a different language. Okay, for music, whether it's band or orchestra or chorus, whatever area that you land in and music, the book that I am recommending for you guys is called Spin by Lamar Giles. After aspiring DJ Paris Sacord is found murdered. Two of her estranged friends, Fuse and Kaya, must work together to figure out who killed Paris before her underground fandom, Dark Nation, ends them. 
So there's a little bit of mystery and intrigue there. And it's also a little bit more on the cutting edge and dramatic side of music where you're talking about a DJ, but it could certainly be incorporated into what you're doing in your classrooms. And let's see, next I have theater. There is a book by one of my favorite authors. I actually have not read it, but I have it on my list now that I've read about it for you guys. It's called Drama Rama by E. Lockhart. Sarah, a.k.a. Sadie, and Demi know they are meant for lights brighter than their tiny Ohio town. When they make it to a musical theater and performing camp called Wildwood, Sadie has a rude awakening about where her talents lie. Although Sadie is obviously talented and hardworking, the camp is full of talented, hardworking, hungry young actors. Even with all the jealousy and bad feelings, Sadie and her friends still find the time for joy. With Demi flying high, Sadie has to recognize her own shortcomings and understand what it means to work in an ensemble. Okay, and last but not least, I'm going to talk about a book for art. And this one sounds so interesting. I want to say it's it's just come out this year, like between January and right now is the end of February. So it's called What I Want You to See by Katherine Linka. And here's what it's about. Winning a scholarship to California's most prestigious art school seems like a fairy tale to Sabine Reyes, but the cutthroat world of visual arts is nothing like what she'd imagined. The teacher she'd hoped would mentor her seems to take merciless delight in tearing down her best work and warns her that she'll lose the merit-based award if she doesn't improve. Desperate, Sabine must decide how and if she can win her teacher's approval. But what should she do when she accidentally becomes party to a crime so well plotted that no one knows about it but her? Wow, doesn't that sound super interesting? I'm excited to read that one. So, and obviously that relates to art in a ton of different ways. So again, these are all just from perusing and, and going through lists that I, I check regularly. And again, I'm, I will share those with you. One of them is on um, a YALSA website, which is part of the American Library Association. One of them is from the state list that is put out here in Texas called the Lone Star List. One of them is from a website that I love called Book Riot that always has great recommendations and seems to be kind of on the, the cutting edge of what's coming out in the future and what authors are writing new books and what's being made, taken from being a book and made into a movie. And again, you can also talk to your librarian or better yet to your students because they are going to know the newest books that are coming out. Now, engaging in conversations about the books your students are already reading really does bring a fresh dynamic to your classroom, and it builds connection in a unique and powerful way. And I hope that this episode has inspired you to find a book that you can use in your classroom to connect in some way with the students that you have. Now, another way to build connection is through understanding your teens. And right now I am in the middle of doing a Facebook Live series. I go live every Tuesday night at six o'clock on my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash the ish girl. And I am talking about what is developmentally appropriate in teens. And I'm doing it in a way so that you can understand your students better and your teens better. 
and know how to respond to them in any situation. So I hope that you will be able to join me for that. I also have a free workbook that goes along with the series. It's at theishgirl.com forward slash free training. And again, all these links I'm giving you, I will have on my show notes page. You can find that at theishgirl.com forward slash EP68 for episode 68. And I also want to throw out a little teaser there, because if you're a beginning middle school teacher who is looking for some strategies to help streamline your classroom and be able to have a deeper impact on your students, and you'd also like the support of a community who has those same goals and values, make sure you tune in over the next couple of weeks to In the Middle of It and check out my Facebook page, because I'm about to roll out an amazing opportunity for you guys. So stay tuned and make sure you're keeping up with me on social media and here on the podcast. All right, from an ish girl who cannot wait to watch all the bright places this weekend, I am so grateful that we're all in the middle of it together.